0: you want to intro us
1: nope. for this one, since you're bringing the topic? <laughs> nope, because I did not think to do that.
0: It's very easy. You literally just got to say, welcome to Check Out This Guy, the podcast where we do our little thing with the OCs. We don't really have a consistent uh-huh. script for
1: it. You can just sort of riff however you want okay. on it. I-, I can do that. Welcome to Check Out That Guy, the podcast where. Check out this guy.
0: You don't get to riff that much.
1: (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to Check Out This Guy, the podcast where we do the thing that says on the tin and check out some guys. I'm Spike, and I'm not the only host today.
2: (laughs) Uh. I'm Morg, Uh, my pronouns are they, he, and I am here to listen, even though I kind of know a lot of it already, it's fine.
0: I'm Emery, pronouns are they, she, he, and I am the only host today. Anything else is just imagining.
2: Wow.
1: Wow, okay, um, I'm-
2: So I guess Emery is taking over again.
1: I'm gonna go back to Zelda then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah bye guys
2: Bye.
0: bye. We're, yeah we're gonna sit here and I'm gonna have a conversation with uh
2: <laughs> with Craig
0: with no one yeah with Craig <laughs> I wonder if Craig has any OCs I wonder if Craig is an OC I think
2: Craig might be an OC they
0: got that little bear avatar yeah Did they
1: have a backstory I don't know I mean it wouldn't be the um- it wouldn't be the first um robotic bear that i've encountered
0: (sighs) true uh anyway spike what are we what are we talking about today
1: that remains to be seen but um I'm, i'm gonna characterize this as an introduction to uh an rpg setting that we're all playing in um, the, the one that has the planet ESO in it. Um, so for ease of reference, the ESO verse, but I guess first I need to talk about a multiverse. Great. Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I promise to try to get things mostly correct today. Uh, that's the fun of collaborative, uh, storytelling. Um, I, I might get something wrong because ultimately other people have, uh, the final say on some things, but this is at least how I'm operating. I
2: mean, you're here to talk um, about your character, mostly.
1: Um, yeah, um, Actually, I should... don't really plan to get to any characters today, great. <laughs> except for a couple NPCs. Oh, great,
0: we're already failing the mission brief of the oh. podcast. <laughs> no we're no this is good we love lore
1: <laughs> yeah um, yeah the, 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 this is lore so that there's a lot of guys we can talk about more freely in the future
0: uh-huh uh-huh uh so uh before before we get into that do we want to just briefly introduce uh the system we're playing this in just to just have a little bit of context for why the lore is the way that it is
1: Okay, yeah, so that's a good idea. Uh, we are playing in Fellowship 2nd Edition uh, by Valmini. And yeah, Fellowship, it's,
0: it's, you know, a PBTA system, very, like, fantasy, sort of D&D, Tolkien-inspired, but it's also very much... Outside of that as well, like, you can have, like, sci-fi ele- elements in there. You can kind of get nutty and do whatever you want. Um, and the reason it always does get very nutty is because world building is
1: collaborative. Yes, and, like, I've seen a lot of really bad takes on people looking at the system where they either look at it and say well this is useless for anything other than uh playing uh Lord of the Rings fan fiction i dis- which disagree
2: is,
1: yeah that's a super hot take as as we'll see uh and then the other uh bad take i've seen was that um this is an awful system because um it is all about the minutia of uh inventory management.
0: No, you're talking No, that those people are just <laughs> talking about D&D. They got so lost. Why are they posting this on the about uh <laughs> about fellowship?
2: I Yeah, like the only complaint I've heard about fellowship and To be fair, I am not in, like, the Discord or whatever. The only one I heard was that, like, um, if you're... Since every person, like, designs a race, there's, like, you know, some, um, like, fear of, like, fantasy racism issues. But, like, that's always Mm -hmm. gonna kind of come up if you're doing anything that is based in Western fantasy. Just because... You know, yes. even if it's, even if our game is not very Lord of the Rings, it still has that as, like, um, an ancestor, if that makes sense. So
1: Yeah, and, and, and that's one thing that um, uh, I, I think will be in whatever the, the third edition is, whenever that eventually comes out is including some stuff explicitly as, as if you have control and final say of command lore for a people, y- you're playing the champion of that people. You're, you're playing like the most important person, but that doesn't mean that that people is a monolith. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just, you have a final say over the generalities. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, um,
0: yeah, also the way it's set up, it doesn't do, like, the fucking Lord of the Rings thing, or even, frankly, the D&D thing, where, like, one of one or multiple of the races are just the bad guy like the bad guy is the (laughs) overlord just like one big old evil dude and they don't necessarily represent like a single race or a single people they're either like a single like fucked up entity with underlings or like an empire or what have
2: Mm -hmm. you
1: yeah um well i think we'll get to that -hmm. Because I I am going to be talking about the remnants of the first people, uh, as part of today. Um, but, but before we get into that, just kind of, kind of how this universe works is it's, it's high fantasy. It's high technology. Um, there are, there is way too much backstory now. Mm-hmm. Uh because that's how I operate, and I'm the person who has uh GM'd most recently. Um incidentally, uh our friend Dan uh is the one who was the original GM. So yeah. many
0: props to Dan. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to get uh Dan and Patrick, our other player, on for, mm-hmm. for guest episodes with, with regards to ESO.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. us three in those two um Mm -hmm. it's it's one of
0: these days will will uh some of us will be able to do a tabletop campaign with elvia involved it super doesn't work for uh time zones right now but Mm -hmm. i would love to role play with with that fool
2: um yeah elvia is a great role player um i've only played a couple games with them but
0: yeah. Oh yeah, they you were in that uh that Wonder Home campaign with them, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just kinda fell through a little bit. Um
0: As 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 tabletop games tend to, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, it's honestly a miracle yeah. that ours is still going, even if it's on hiatus at the moment. Like the mm-hmm. fact that we still want to go back to it is wild.
1: Yeah. If, if we, if we don't go back to it, I, there will be much wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> um, so, um, the way the, the universe kind of works, uh, the magic system in it, uh, or the, like, I guess the physics explanation of how magic works is that there is a multiverse, um, like, just big, infinite multiverse. Um, there's probably some parallel universes. But the biggest thing is there are just completely different uh, universes that have uh, completely different um, natural laws to them. So you might have what's essentially the plane of fire. Um, and if you're doing fire magic, you are pulling either energy or matter from that universe into the quote unquote real world. Um, and that's how magic works. Um, there's one of these universes that's, uh, very special though, and that's the void universe. Um, and it's special because that, um, that universe has thoughts and feelings. Um, and it turns out, you know, ha- having chunks of you pulled out of yourself um, to fuel magic somewhere else, uh, it doesn't like that. Yeah, um, because, yeah, to I, I
0: guess sort of the way you explained, like, the magic system is like, we're sort of borrowing, like, power and elemental energies, like, from... Alternate
1: dimensions when when we cast our funny little spells. Mm-hmm. So so the void doesn't like that, and and we'll talk about the void a little bit later. Um, the other thing is there are some higher dimensional beings, basically gods, um, and you know they're they're meant to be like. They're not meant to make sense. They're, they're meant to be a little bit unknowable because they are existing in more than three dimensions. Um, so they, they probably are like, um, existing in multiple universes at the same time. Um, and we've met, well, y'all know that we've met one of them um and and that's that's a funny little fella named Troy um and 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 Troy is a scientist and i i think more you're you're the only one that's interacted with Troy aren't you Uh
2: yeah I, like um my character um after some like big event that um I'll, you know We'll probably talk about eventually on this podcast. It's not like a huge thing for what uh Spike's gonna talk about. I don't think, but um, we all got like separated temporarily, and we all got like um like teleported to like talk to these strong beings on eso like called dragons except the one that I mm-hmm. talked to is like also kind of maybe the serpent from the Bible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Troy, Troy is um, Troy is kind of interesting that way. Um, Troy, Troy has a very fancy computer known as the tree of knowledge it's very funny to me that
0: I don't think my character, Vortex, knows that Troy exists or that Treble has mm-hmm. interacted with them.
1: Yeah, so Trouble. When, when Treble met Troy, Troy um, Troy looked like a kobold, and, you know, our, our kobolds, oddly enough. A tall kobold, which is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, uh, our kobolds are like kind of normal looking uh kobolds
2: yeah they're like the short little like lizard guys that yeah. are like kind of yeah. dragon-y, and we yeah. also some of have- them
1: have very thick
0: asses you know how it is
2: yeah <laughs> we also have the dog kind of kobold they're just called bullcolds instead
1: <laughs> uh huh yes so uh troy uh appears as uh a very tall kobold like you know twice the height of a normal kobold. Um so and dragon. So uh on ESO, uh he he's done several things. First of all, he is the zeroth dragon. Um not not the first but the zeroth. Um and he, he isn't the only, uh, higher dimensional being that, uh, has interacted with, with Iso. Um, there's also a, um, underworld and afterlife, and that was originally run by some gods, um, who, I, I don't think they were probably the same thing as Troy, but, you know, also gods. Um and so troy troy goes around his goal is to figure out a way to get rid of the void uh because the void is uh going around trying to consume the multiverse um just kind of instinctively going with a uh, eat or be eaten um uh philosophy with uh, what little uh thought process it has um it, it, it's it's so good that we're talking about this uh, so soon after um, Ghost Game ended. Remember how Gulu
0: Skamamon was an alien made of goop?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, we were talking about the Void before then, though. There, There's a few things that uh, have come up in pop culture that uh, happened after we did them in the game, and it's kind of funny now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Troy, Troy, um, yeah, he, he is probably also the serpent from the Garden of Eden. There is an earth in this universe, uh, pretty much the same as ours. Uh, and on Eso, he created the first dragon, uh, as kind of a test to see if this was something that could be used to fight the void. And that dragon, um, was the Argent Dreamer. Um, and, and the Argent Dreamer is both the first dragon and the first dreamer. Um, probably not going to talk much about dreamers or at all today, but dragons, they kind of, um, they kind of exist in a way that um they are something that are necessary for the world to function um they can be created and they generally kind of um will exist forever for the most part um are uh kind of heinous uh circumstances happening um so one of the dragons is um. Well, I'm blanking on the name now. Which one are you thinking of? The um the afterlife one, corpse queen. Yes, the corpse queen. Thank you. So the corpse queen, she uh she killed the gods of the underworld and took their place and became uh a dragon that way. And so there there's a. There's a few dragons on ESO. I, I think ESO has more dragons than any other world because that's kind of where they got started at. Yeah.
0: So like, yeah, kind of the thing that we landed on with, <clears throat> with dragon lore eventually is that like, you know, you can be born a dragon and those are the ones that are like the, the ones you typically think of as, as dragons, like, mm-hmm. you know, big, scaly, uh, could bite you in half, probably, and then, like there are people who like inherit sort of the the role of dragon, and those can
1: be sort of whatever, yeah, so um we there's a bunch of dragons on eso because Troy kinda just messed up eso uh in several ways, um and he'll he'll have and he messed up um. ESO in another very important way, in that, um, there were some, some guys on ESO, ju- just some, some normal, m- normal mortals, um, basically human, and they were, they're, they're an entire race of people who suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, let, let's, let's just get that out there first and foremost. So, you know uh Troy did his thing, and he uh kind of helped w- help them accelerate their advancement and uh gain knowledge and What did they do with that um they They mostly split into two um superpowers and had a nuclear war cool. Yeah. Um, total global decimation. Nuked the whole planet. Uh, well, they and went and maxed the place pretty much. Except they're not that cool. <laughs> the thing is, uh, the ones who survived still had all that knowledge. Uh, so, so they they kind of they kind of uh, set to work. They at least learned a lesson. Uh, so they started rebuilding ESO, um, and they created some fancy little AI robots to go uh, help uh, clean up and rebuild and kind of terraform uh, the planet again. And they mostly focused on the fact that they didn't want to die. Uh, So they started uh, replacing their bodies uh, with prosthetics. And it it just kept on advancing more and more uh, until they had total body replacements, including the brain.
2: Very ship of like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. So... That, like, that's, like, it started out just, like, replacing parts and then replacing the whole body and then also replacing the mind with it. Uh So, you know, after a while, it would just go straight from you had a, per- you had, like, a normal person and they would transfer their consciousness to their new body. And so, you know, if you have these fully artificial bodies and everything, there's no reason for them to uh look like a human that they could do they could be anything they they could be any uh shape or however you wanted so isn't that cool so that they achieved uh, transhumanism uh good on them yay congratulations yeah so so maybe good on them um keep in mind there are whole people who um are people who suck. So, I guess just a a quick aside of bodies and cores. Being what it is, their society should be a post-scarcity society. It should be a utopia. However, the businesses that knew how to create the cores, which are the most important part of the bodies that uh make all this transhumanism stuff work um they closely guard that and charge out the ass for it
0: fucked up that yeah. capitalism still exists in 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 a highly advanced society for real yeah
1: they're they're, they're hyper capitalist um so the the cores are are neat they're um they they basically are a little effectively an infinite energy device and a um kind of a little miniature factory uh altogether. Um there's a couple different uh versions of how they work. Uh there is like the old crappy version that has kind of this Glass-like substance that, uh, kind of regulates the power and can be reformed quickly and at will. Uh, and then there is the more advanced version that, uh, makes, uh, people who are a lot more lifelike, uh, and more natural. And we, we've seen both types of, of these people, uh, in the campaign. Emery, would, would, would you mind, um, would you mind just very briefly mentioning, um, where halflings come from? Yeah, of
0: course. So, you know, amidst like everyone, uh, uh just just uh you know transhumanizing themselves and then just being like well don't need this anymore and throwing their old human bodies into a big cartoon dumpster uh uh you know there was there was like a certain faction of people who were like hmm Yeah, but what if we want to keep those, though? What if, uh, you know, living in a mechanic... Trapping our souls in a mechanical prison for all eternity doesn't suit us after a while? What if we want to, like, find a way to preserve the genome of, of the species so we don't just, like, uh... permanently destroy the biological element of our existence for all time? You know, they were like, well, I don't know, we could, like, commit our genome to, like, you know, computer records, but, like, those can degrade over time... Uh, you know, also, like, it would be hard to decentralize, like, what are we gonna do if, like, our records get destroyed, and then the backups get destroyed, like, uh, so what they decided is, you know, we've got these little mustelid guys, they're all over the place, they're essentially rats, uh, you know, and conveniently, they, like, happen to share a lot of, like, the same genetic markers as, as our people, you know, kind of, like, rats have, like, 95% similar DNA to humans or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're just like, okay, we're just gonna, like, throw a few extra chromosomes in these guys, you know? Don't worry, it's, like, not gonna get coded, it's not gonna change how these little guys are at all. There is, we're just gonna have some dormant DNA hanging out in there so, you know, if we ever, you know, need a new body, we can just pick up one of these little guys and then, like, make a fully working clone of 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 a remnant body uh so then so then they did that uh they j- essentially just like created a virus that spread throughout the entire population and just like permanently altered the genome of an entire species no big deal because they thought it would be neat uh and then they fuck off yeah. and leave the planet uh mm-hmm. and then i think it was it was the goblins who are basically like
1: we're, we're we're skipping ahead a little bit, but okay, yes, yeah.
0: So yeah, we we got the goblins. They're essentially like the sort of machines of the remnants who like did not start off as organic beings, but you know were essentially just like computers and robots that gained sentience eventually. Anyway,
1: yeah, that the the goblins. Well, the I still want to talk a little bit about uh, the people. Okay. Uh, but before we get into the goblins, right. but uh, essentially the short version is the goblins are the descendants of the machines that were being used to terraform.
0: Yeah. And essentially the goblins were just like, hey, we're a newly awakened sapient species and we love it. What if we spread some of this joy around? So then like they found out like what had happened to the little mustelid guys uh, and they were like... Hey, what if we did some funny genetic tinkering of our own and essentially like modified them with like their inserted DNA into becoming more humanoid and sapient? And that's what—that's where halflings come from. I didn't know that last part actually. Oh, I thought we—I that's we did, rad. Yeah, I thought we did establish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's super rad. Yeah, kind of my initial idea was like, oh, that just these changes just kind of happened through random mutation and like they just kind of slowly became more humanoid thanks to oops, the DNA is getting coded. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But yeah, I think someone suggested that uh the the goblins had a hand in that and uh yeah, I think I think that's what we eventually went with.
1: Okay. Um so so reversing time a few millennia back to the, the heyday. Rewind noise.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> um.
1: So ba- back in this uh, hyper-capitalist society uh, so you know, if, if you've had your entire planet decimated and most people died uh, and now you're just uh, completely replacing your bodies, uh, with uh, robot bodies. Um, turns out you're you're not gonna have many new guys. Mm-hmm. So the not
2: enough guys.
1: So, yeah, the people, and and incidentally, I'm calling them the people because they're big enough assholes that they do not recognize, uh, the personhood of. Any race other than themselves, uh, hate hate that for them. They kind of were the only sapient ones in their time, though. Mm, maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: they could have destroyed them. Also, it sounds like because they did mm-hmm. have a big fight. Yeah, fucked up if you think about it.
1: Yeah, so they um they focus on one one big city. Um, the last city, they basically set this place up to where, um, you know, they, they've screwed up the planet enough that, uh, maybe they should go somewhere else. Uh, and that's also a good way to make sure that, um, you know, they, they will always survive. Uh, leave a few behind here and then, uh, most of them, just take their whole city uh, and fuck off to the stars. Uh, before they do that, um, the laboratory where Troy was, they seal that entire complex off uh, with a uh, big, huge force field and even go so far as to etch warnings onto the side of the mountain, basically saying, never open this place. hmm uh, uh, blaming Troy for all all the bad things, um, because you know it, it couldn't have been them. So one one of the things uh, about their society, other than being hyper capitalist, uh, they they pretend to be a meritocracy. Uh, so what few new people there are when they're young, they have them do an aptitude test. And that determines, um, you know, what they're going to do, uh, with their potentially infinitely long lives. You know, there's of course going to be a few who are not going to buy into all of this. So there are a few biological people still. Um, that's the source of, um, of, you know, any new people. Uh, and, you know, they dwindle the The population dwindles every generation uh to where it's basically nothing uh by the time um uh, they're heading off to the stars um and so so this is this is the point where I will say Xenu exists Xenu is my special little Borbo. um we will talk about her legitimately later uh, yeah. But, yeah
0: Zenu's story is kind of ongoing and in, in in a way that i i i get the sense that you don't want to like bring her to the table fully until some things are resolved
1: um yeah also it's just uh i would speak twice as long about her as about this <laughs> fair and, and and we don't want three episodes in a row of this. Sure we do. Um I don't. Yeah, why not? Toward. I don't. Uh I don't I don't trust the audience to to like me that much. Um <laughs> So anyway, uh the thing I want to say about uh, Zenu though is she took her aptitude test and it came back uh essentially you're good at nothing you get to be a fast food employee.
0: Wow, literally me. <laughs> Except without
1: this different service worker job, but you know? Uh-huh. Uh she she's born a short time before um they uh head into space. Uh she she turns 16 and as soon as she's able to she undergoes the uh transhumanism process and uh gets her new body uh but it's the cheapest crappiest thing imaginable it's basically just a robot skeleton and it's not good her like her original body at the time uh was better <laughs> that that was kind of her state um they took their city and they launched it. Um, and they left a few people behind. It was the ones that they didn't care about at all. So meet the probably 20 people left in Meat Town. They got left behind. Uh, some unimportant people got left behind. Um, the ones that, uh, we for sure know about was some like, Little local administrator and a so, someone who worked in a marketing firm, uh, doing graphic design. The one, oh, one thing, uh, about them is they're very bad at naming things. <laughs> uh, and they tend so, you know, they have one last city, they name it the last city. <laughs> they tend to not refer to people by their names, but as their functions. So that lowly administrator gets forever known as the administrator.
0: You see, the thing about me though, is that I love giving characters names that are just like a one or two word descriptor of what the mm-hmm. character is. You know, hence most of my guys from uh, from the previous episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Do do you really want to be known as your job? No. Like, if if you're at a grocery store stalking, do you just want to be known as the stalker? No. You know, definitely (laughs) not on that
0: one. uh, I don't know. There are funnier one-word descriptors that you can use for a person's name other than their job.
1: (laughs) Yes, this would also mean that at one point, Zunu was known as Cook. Oh, boy. So, they they went into outer space, and they had created a funny little um, faster-than-light uh, drive uh, for their ship, and they used
2: it.
0: Yeah, FTL stands for funny-than-little
1: drive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> funny-than-little, for
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, so they made bad choices, though. Because this is a this is a magic and tech universe, so uh the way their uh FTL drive worked was it punched a hole through another universe uh to bridge the gap. What universe did they uh punch a hole through the void? Oh
2: you know
1: oh geez oh dang that's the that's a that's the bad one not
2: only did they punch through the void.
1: Yeah. So, so that was the worst choice they could have made. Uh, so they test it out, just jumping from one end of their, the solar system to the other. And everyone who remained behind in the leftover part of the last city, uh, got to watch the video of what happened next. Cool. And. Got to have nightmares for the rest of their immortal lives as the void got into the ship. And oh, it's something about this process made these folks especially yummy to the void. So imagine just like this blobby substance getting on, on a robot. And then the robot explodes in viscera. No. Oh, robots aren't supposed to have viscera's
0: though. That's not good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it, it it's not good. It it's not good at all. And then this was just kind of a chain reaction uh as it spread throughout the ship and uh destroyed them all. Only one escape pod made it out. But yeah, that that was extremely bad. So so that drew the void to this universe and ESO in particular. Uh, luckily, it got drawn to the, you know, to the planet where Troy had set up defenses. So dragons kept ESO from being consumed by the void. Um, there are some awful things in the ocean of ESO, though. There, there are some awful, uh, corrupted Kraken beasts. Uh, they're not good. They're, they're just kind of like some giant squids that got corrupted by the void. And like I said, dragons take care of that for the most part. So it's not too bad. So that, that ship is toast. And everything's destroyed. The few uh, remaining people, we will now call the Remnants, they decided to go out and search the world uh, for whatever they could recover, because they're all that's left. Like, at at this time, again, Xenu, very poor, only had skeleton body, but... One of the first things that happened was one of the remnants found some VR setups and managed to tell most of the others and so they just went back to the last to the remaining part of the last city and jacked themselves into VR for thousands of years. And to make sure that they weren't harmed, uh they put up a force field over uh the island that the the city was on. And, you know, if you were left out, you were left out. You
0: know, uh, the thing about, you know, the force field over the city, though, you can get into there if you solve a pick cross puzzle.
2: Mm hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like it's kind of easy to get into.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No one got into it for thousands and thousands of years.
0: Yeah, maybe Xenu was the only one who knew how to do pick crosses. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Well, Xenu was the one that got left out.
0: Yeah, because I uh, I guess to explain that a little, like literally like the second session or something in Dan's original campaign, like we went to this location to like, you know, the bad guy was like, oh, I'll... I'll only. Uh, uh, I don't want to get into like Gilly's too much, but the bad guy was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop sending my adventurers after you if you like get me artifacts from this one location." And Gilly was like, "Sure, I'll definitely go there and do that." In parentheses, lying. So they went there, and you know they had to like fucking get around uh, the 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 bad guys' henchmen, and you know get into the city. And the way we fucking opened the door was by solving a pick cross puzzle.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that 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 is what it was. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> thank you, Dan. Yes, thank you, Dan. So. Iso got kind of left alone uh and was healing for uh thousands of years. Luckily, we're not gonna worry about the exact time because some of the stuff Troy did to the to ESO kinda made time a little funky, too.
2: I don't think I knew that part.
1: Entire people's um evolve and create societies uh over the next several thousand years there's there's all sorts of uh little guys on me, so
2: yeah that'll take like a whole another episode to get into all the little guys probably
1: yeah i i do just want to name off a few though there's the remnants there are halflings or half uh, that, um, we mentioned earlier. And like, I, I just want to mention, of course, um, there are the kobolds and the Bocults that we mentioned. Um, there are elves who are also oddly just kind of normalish elves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typical Tolkien fantasy
1: elves. Yeah. Um, there are undead. So just like zombies and uh, skeletons running around, they're pretty fun. I would say that they're kind of joyful, almost. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, very Halloween uh, town about it.
1: Yeah, um, their their king, uh, the the skeleton king. Um, I don't know why, and I don't think anyone else felt this way, but he kind of reminded me of Richard Simmons. Huh.
2: Interesting.
1: Like I said, I think that was only me. So there are orcs, which are kind of like anthro eel people. And then uh, the two that I really want to talk about uh, briefly, the goblins and the fey. Uh, the goblins are, as we mentioned earlier, the descendants of that terraforming equipment. You know, it, it had functions to self repair and stuff. And eventually one of them just by accident gained true AI. Uh, and then it went around awakening the others because that's good. Um, and so we have goblins. Their, their names are. Like a verb and a, a verb and a color combined. Like um the the one that we know best is Soothe Arrow.
0: Yeah, uh, it's very funny because I remember like naming convention of the goblins in particular was just something we sort of came up with on the fly, like during a yes. session. Like a lot of this is like pre planned and sort of pre written out. Like uh, some of it is just stuff we come out in the moment and a lot of it is stuff that, you know, we, we, we kind of leave as a whole and then fill in later.
1: Yeah. Um, so the goblins, uh they have four spires that are spread around the area that the campaign the first campaign took place in. And you know, three of them are nice three of those spires are filled with nice goblins, and then one of the spires just they're nasty guys. That they're they're not kind. The others are cool though. Um but um they're just Uh, I think Dan described them as being, like, little guys from Bionicle. And I don't know Bionicle, so uh, hopefully that helps uh, other people. Yeah, I don't know Bionicle either. I've seen pictures. uh, Like, like he showed us pictures.
2: I don't remember what Bionicle Dan said they were like.
1: Yeah. But I I think there are some just, like, little tiny guy Bionicle guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so they're nice. And then, so a cu- couple things I, w- I want to talk about before we're done. I want to talk about the Fae, and then I want to talk about uh, the remnants who were in that escape pod, so that we can at least cover a few guys. So the Fae, uh, F-A-E, uh, stands for, for Former Artificial Intelligence Entity. So those, um, those remnant bodies, they had, uh, little helper AIs in them that, uh, kind of like made the core function, assisted things. Uh, they were responsible for, for like modifying and upgrading the bodies and, and stuff like that. And if you lost consciousness, they would take over and make sure that you stayed safe. Um, so the goblins, um, so there are very, very few fey. There, There's probably less than six, but they, they have only been around for the last 20 years, uh, where we are, uh, in the campaign. And we know two of them. Um, one is a funny little guy who is the first fay. And his name is Little Guy.
0: hmm mm-hmm. We love naming things.
1: This one isn't my fault. <laughs> so you say... I mean, it kind
0: of is. Yeah. We were just sort of calling him, like, a little guy, you know, before he officially had a name. And I, I think it was yeah. you who was like, no, that's sticking.
1: Yes.
2: So it is um, your fault. The
1: funny thing was... The funny thing was that was the placeholder name because... He he just kinda like, on his first day alive, he he ran around being a pest, uh doing the uh I'm just a little guy, it's my birthday shtick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Running around just annoying everyone. Funnily funnily
0: enough, the uh, <laughs> little guy it's my birthday shtick is a is a sort of a recurring motif. <laughs> throughout that yeah. campaign, which was started yeah. by me. I will take credit slash blame for that. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. So, so, oddly enough, two, two of the Fae are not just Fae, but they also function as little lights. Uh, basically, they have a connection to something called the Elemental Stone of Light, and they can do things like make hard light constructs and, and stuff like that. So little guy was, uh, or uh, was Xenu's, well, was created from Xenu's core and body AI. And he was a little light. He basically functioned as, for, for lack of a better description, her weaponry. So he made it through that first campaign 20 years past. And he decided he was gonna go fight the void, uh, which was the impetus for the second campaign. Uh, our other fae that we know, uh, is the second fae. They're also a, a little light, not the same as, as little guy, but, um, as the second one, they were awakened in a manner a lot closer to little guy, uh, than the others. And so she's she's also a uh a, a light. Uh and her name is Gal. So so they're brother and sister. Um we we love Gal, or I do. I
2: love Gal. Y'all's thoughts on
1: Y'all's thoughts I on love Gal. Gal is my personal enemy.
2: Okay, well <laughs> not that's because you you <laughs> Do you actually...
0: I play a character who did not get along well with Gal. Uh,
1: yeah, so, well, well, let me describe Gal real quick. Um, so there's two different ways a, a fey can be made. Um, they can take out the core and turn just the core into uh, a funny little guy, uh, like little guy. Or the remnant could have decided to just permanently stay in VR and... The, uh, Faye just gets the whole ass body. And that's what happened with Gal. Uh, so Gal, uh, after she was awakened, she decided to be, uh, a cat girl and not know what cats were, uh, much to her later embarrassment. So she, she's just like kind of a, a robotic cat girl, um, um, is into art. Archaeology and engineering, and yeah, Emery, your character Vortex—they um, did not get along, uh, and it was sad. I I did cause a lot of problems on purpose. <sighs> yes, <laughs> this is correct. <laughs> but yeah, so that those are those are Fey, and then just. So, some some guys who, who really, really sucked. I mentioned one escape pod made it out of the last city. And that had two remnants on it. Kirby and Hart, better known as the executive and his assistant. They made it off. Uh, they survived. And they were in space, and they had thousands of years to restart their business. Um, and they created a huge mall in space, uh, a place where you could that manufactured and sold pretty much anything. I don't have it in front of me, but like we figured out how much space the the mall took up, and it was absolutely but yeah, so y'all y'all got to encounter Kirby and harp, mm-hmm mm-hmm how- how did y'all feel about Kirby and harp
2: uh
0: bastards, the both of them, I mean, they deserved what they got, oh my
2: gosh, I feel like I don't know harp that well, but like we fucking destroyed uh Mr. Boss man, just like in battle, um, but we didn't like totally kill her because like
0: well we got there eventually
2: okay yeah I said we didn't kill her you killed her (laughs) 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 listen uh no but you're right I mean they both kind of got killed but like the the circumstances were Different because we were like kind of trying to save Harp's body to be mm-hmm. like
1: they were villains. Yeah, but like that they, they were absolutely bad guys. Like they
2: they were like hyper capitalists and continue to be hyper capitalists even though mm-hmm. they like mm-hmm. s- more or less saw all this tragedy happen, escaped. And continued on to, uh, you know, continue doing bad shit. Like, they did not seem to get, like, fully changed by... You would think they would have been, like, ho- you know, hoisted by their own petard kind of thing with, like, the whole ship thing. But it almost seems like seeing them escape and, like, continue to be hyper-capitalist makes me, like... Wonder how many of them would have been like just doing that instead of, you know.
1: Okay. So, so dropping lore that existed but had not ever been revealed. Oh boy. Yeah. So, so executive was like, he, he was like a major company executive beforehand. He he was he was one of the main people responsible for that entire society being hyper capitalist.
2: Well, he's dead.
1: Now. So of of course he didn't learn a lesson.
2: Right, yeah. And for some reason his assistant was like kind of in love with him or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She she I mean, technically he did save her life.
2: I say kind of in love uh, because like they also kind of like when we when when Vortex kind of met her in in uh the in the the Corpse Queen's like area because when people die that are from Iso they kind of end up being
0: they go to slime girl hell I- a statement which I will not qualify there there is no slime girl hell um, i disagree
2: um Emery's calling it slime girl hell cuz uh when i when my character went to see troy uh the uh vortex her character like became like got teleported to the afterlife but like it's also a physical mm-hmm. place on eso so she she wasn't like dead <laughs>
0: Kind of like Hades rules. It's just a place you can go to.
1: I mean that that is how you experienced it. Mm-hmm.
2: And she uh, she kept calling it Slime Girl Hell. <laughs> yes, she was a slime yes. girl in hell. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, um, except except it's not hell, and
2: it's where everyone goes.
1: There is no slime girl hell.
2: It's hell like the way that anime calls the afterlife hell. You know. Mm-hmm. Not actually hell, yeah. but it is, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so speaking of hell or or underworlds, Executive or Kirby, um his his um the form his body took was that he he was special enough that uh he probably had the best body of all. Uh so his, his had different modes. He spent most of his time at the mall just looking like an old man in bed because he could just con- directly control the whole station that way. But, um, like the, his true form was kind of that of a, a Kerberos. And then Harp, uh, you know, got named that because, uh, her body was the form of a harpy. And yeah, y- y'all, um, y'all frickin' killed them.
0: Yeah, they they fucking, listen, they were bastards, and we killed them, I don't see what's wrong with that.
1: Yeah, um, so, Harp could've been nice. Could she have?
0: She was complicit yeah. in, uh, fucking corporate slavery yeah. for thousands
1: of years. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, she, I said she could've been nice but in
2: another universe
1: she had her desire for a relationship with Kirby and of course there was just the really heinous uh, power dynamics there too it, it like it just it was a bad situation all around
2: yeah it's almost like in another life you could be like sympathetic to her but it's like hard to be sympathetic because she did try to kill us and uh she was very complicit which is why it's yes. interesting because of how Issa works and how the remnants work uh-huh. and how robot yep. body works that there's uh-huh. a s-
1: Wh- which which is how i'm trying to to tie this there's
2: up uh there's a second one of her
1: yes so looping this back around the whole the whole deal with um Transferring your consciousness to this robot body with the artificial brain and all turns out it actually just fucking kills you <laughs> um when you do this
0: you you just die, yeah, turns out when you throw your old flesh body in the big comedy dumpster you the, the you just die
1: so when they died um Kirby was an absolute bastard and he he went uh to the section of the underworld that uh we are going to call the home for infinite losers because that is a really good idea. <laughs> um but uh Harp um Vortex got to meet two Harps. Mhm. The first the one that um they had met before who was mean and nasty. And then Original Recipe Harp, who was young and a little bit idealistic and hadn't gone through uh, thousands of years of bullshit. Um, so she was actually pretty nice.
2: They're like two different people now, but they also share a body, but they also don't because the one that was mean just stayed dead. It's one of those, like, if you think too hard about it, it's like kind of an existential nightmare.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's intentionally that way and this is linked to why uh remnants are so delicious to the void. So, something about that um newly created soul uh is especially good for the void to uh to consume and gain power from.
2: Probably like something about coming recently from the void of existence or who knows
1: mm-hmm. yeah but i bet they taste like fresh baked bread to them oh like like i have no like i have no like uh deep meaning behind this it's just th- this is just like i said that's the way it worked and that was it um but there might be a deep meaning, because when we got done with that first campaign, turned out there was a lot of deep meaning in things I did that I didn't realize it at the time.
0: Yeah, you accidentally made Xenu transgender.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I spe- she specifically is not transgender, but she definitely is a transgender allegory. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Um, that's, that's kind of the intro to the ESO verse Um, just, I guess, one last thing, uh, why, why we, why the planet ended up being named Iso, uh, goes back to kind of the concept for the original campaign, in that the villains in it were, um, humans that had, um, been isekai uh, to this, uh, uh, new world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Turns out, like, when you get a bunch of, you know, people from our world, uh, you know, who get isekai'd into a fantasy world and, you know, try to be protagonists on their own, turns out that can sort of cause some trouble for the,
1: uh, for the locals. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially when it's mostly people that are nerds that have a concept of Isekai, and that's what they're expecting to have happen.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it causes some problems when, like, the leader of the Adventurers Guild is just, like... Just like the most Reddit-pilled nerd on Earth, and his wife left him, and he just wants this, like, cool, flavorful setting to be a generic, uh, Tolkien-esque, uh, 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 rip-off.
1: Yeah, um, that guy's not cool. Um, I'm sure Dan will talk about him, though. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, uh... That's that's kind of the introduction to um, to ESO. You know, in, in future episodes, we can talk about our guys for real without having to go through all of this bullshit.
0: I love that. You know, it it took us to the t- 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 till the end of the podcast to get to the the fucking entire premise of the first campaign, which is that Isekai protagonists are
1: bastards. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that that was that was intentional.
2: <laughs> to be fair, uh, Spike has done more lore stuff with the second campaign because they're the DM be-
1: because that is my joyful place is to just uh, start creating reasons for various bullshit existing.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah no i love coming up with reasons for bullshit existing like the thing about like halflings being like you know containing remnant dna was something that i thought up like you know a few months into the campaign really where i was just i just kind of like had a few questions rolling around in my head which Mm -hmm. is like you know we kind of know that like halflings expanded, halflings evolved within like the span of Xenu's life, which is like established to be a few thousand years. And you know, also like, you know, these people like completely replaced their bodies and just like abs, you know, fully lost like the organic element over, over you know a period of a relatively short period so you know i had these questions rolling around like oh how did halflings like become a sapient species so quickly like you know wasn't anyone worried about like you know the remnants like completely losing their bodies and like the ability to like you know uh, uh reproduce or anything like that and you know i think like the the yeah, the the solution I came up with was, you know, just like a very tidy sort of a, uh, you know, tying things together. So yeah, it's like it's very fun to come with, uh, come up with like little lore things like that and sort of fill in the holes that you know your you know that your your early ideas leave out. Yeah, it's it's very fun and very satisfying.
1: Yeah, and your you coming up with that for the halflings, uh. Completely and utterly uh, changed the trajectory I was going on uh, as Zenon. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> I I had plans uh, from before the campaign started, and they got adjusted several times. And then you had that idea, and I threw everything <laughs> out and and started over. Great. Right. A- suddenly everything made sense. Great. Right, we love it.
2: Yeah, I uh, I didn't chip in as much just because a lot of my lore stuff is on a different planet. I'll talk about them in the future.
0: Yeah, Morg. Morg. Yeah, I'm not sure if we said, but Morg wasn't here for uh, Dan's initial campaign. But yeah, he is. Yeah, he did join for uh, the 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 second part of the campaign. That or yeah, the second campaign in the world that Spike is GMing, mm-hmm.
2: where we like meet Troy and shit. But like, in theory, Troy was there before the first campaign and everything.
1: Yeah, and like, um, oh. I, I need to say the most important thing. Um, and that is that um one group of humans that uh, got isekai uh to iso is bowling for soup.
0: That's <laughs> true, yes. God. in the first <laughs> in the first campaign we did uh <laughs> Go to a bowling for soup concert. That's
2: so funny.
1: Yes. Um, they played Endless Possibilities. It was good. <laughs> yeah, and and, and Zenu uh thought that all music was bowling for soup. hmm mm-hmm. Oh, Xenu. But th- but that that I guess that's more for a future episode. Uh,
0: I am looking forward to like the uh the episode where we where we get to talk about Xenu and Gilly in full. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that that's That's gonna be another long one.
2: Wait to talk about my fucking stupid, like, animals that were, like, modified by the void and
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are
2: using the void for their own powers and also have connections to the dreamers and also all this other shit, because I was like, well, guess I'll make an angel, kind of... (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i can't wait to talk about uh professor vortex my my slime girl who i mentioned uh you know for my first campaign i i I, yeah for the first campaign i made gilly who is nice and everyone loves them and then for the second campaign i i made a character who sucks and
1: causes problems Yes, you did.
2: Couple <laughs> does not hate vortex,
1: but like, like let let's be clear. I adore vortex.
0: Okay, good.
1: But yeah, that that is how she is. <laughs> yep. She she she's a lot to deal with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you are very good at at uh, character building. Mm-hmm, thank you. I'm referring to I'm referring to role set wise.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did just kind. I did kind of min max the fuck out of Vortex to the point where she's impossible to kill.
1: It, impossible to deal with several things. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: It's not really a. It's not really a game where you min max in. Um, like. I mean, it is, like, you can, obviously, but, like, mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, the the game, I think, on purpose gives you, like, a lot of potentially game-breaking options, you know, just because, you know...
2: You're the fellowship, you're, like, the... G- you're, yeah. You're, like, you're kind of playing it knowing you'll probably win in the end, even if it takes a rough go yeah. of it getting there.
0: Yeah, it does offer you a lot of like very powerful options and you can you can you can get even sillier by like, you know, compi- uh, combining like uh, moves from different playbooks and everything. And and that's why hard cuts
1: exist.
2: <laughs> just to kill vortex specifically. No, I'm just going <laughs> Um yeah, no. I uh maybe a- I don't know if Oh, we'll talk about this off-air, probably. I don't know if I'll talk about my ogres for the next episode, but I will talk about them definitely in the future.
1: I look forward to it.
2: So. Yeah. Next time could be a continuation, I'm not 100% sure.
0: Well, yeah, I think Elvira will be able to uh, to join us next week, so huzzah we we all yeah yeah depending on if 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 elvir wants to bring something we we might also do um an episode where we talk about some of elvir's stuff but yeah it's 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 nothing set in stone right now yeah we're we're
1: we're figuring this out as we go yeah yeah i i have fewer guys to talk about so that that's why i'm doing more deep dives Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. yeah
1: makes sense
2: I think it makes sense to start start off ESO stuff there, even if like Dan has more info on like the first part, like campaign stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was like a lot of the 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 deep history on on the setting, and yeah, like yeah, I I, I would love to get Dan on and talk about you know the the more recent stuff and the Adventurer's Guild and every everything going on with that. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good place to end this episode probably. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, hey, hey, audience, um subscribe to the podcast um and come come check out our Discord. Uh it's fun. Yeah, good Discord, good server. We we have uh we have at least two streams a week normally
2: Mm -hmm. it's uh it's pretty much the only place you could talk to spike so
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i i don't do social media um so yeah um if for some reason you wanted to say hi to me that's that's where you
2: go you can find me at haunting the morgue on tumblr and twitter for now Uh, You can find me at Gengar on co-host. You can find me on my other podcast, The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast that I do with said Dan. (laughs) We have kind of a backlog at the moment, so we haven't recorded in a while, but um, there's a ton of episodes, so you should definitely check that out. And... um, Ford Ford Re Zero, a Re Zero watch podcast that is kind of on hiatus at the moment. But that's fine because one of my co hosts is also the fear baiting co host and she's back with it. And we love it. So. Hell yeah. I'm willing to give up <laughs> Ford Ford Re Zero for fear baiting. <laughs> she's a very busy lady. Uh. Yeah, I think that's it for me. All right.
0: I'm Emery. You can find me on a podcast called We Rate Queer Bait, where we talk about the blurry line between homie and homo. We're talking about all the ships and characters and themes in media that should have been canonically queer uh i'm also on an upcoming audio drama podcast details about that should be forthcoming uh i'm also uh on for affinity with the username space robot i don't know why it took me long so long to get there uh but yeah if if you want some artwork of your own ocs you can get in touch with me about that um You can message me on Discord if you know me there, or at my email address, spacerobitart at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, so I think that's that. Uh, do we have social? Yeah, we have social media for this show, right? Yeah,
2: it's check out this guy, uh, both on Tumblr and co Uh,
0: so this podcast is part of the NoiseSpace.xyz network. Uh, that's a very good network with all sorts of shows, like the aforementioned Fear Baiting, uh, like the podcasts that Morg mentioned, um, like our old show, Digimon Ghost Gaze.
2: Yeah, and I've been listening to a lot of uh, Zero to Zero. All their bullshit going back and forth with uh, Blade and Fantastic Four is crazy.
1: Yeah, Sa- same here. Uh, I I don't know how they do it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure they know how they do it. Uh, and fear baiting, like they said.
0: So I think that's about it for us. So okay, um um I, I I wanna try out an intro. Let me know what you think. Yeah. Okay. So un- until next time, everyone. You know, they say do not steal, but actually I think stealing is legal, and I encourage you to do so. This is legally actionable advice. Wait
2: no <laughs> um,
1: wait, 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 hold hold up, hold I up. I need to get up. my
2: lawyer on the um, phone. Hang on. <laughs>
1: hold up no no in anything i say should not be construed as legal advice and hey every, you are definitely not a lawyer so <laughs> do not practice law without a license you know fair enough
2: <laughs> bye
1: bye bye <laughs>